artificial intelligence. Yep, that's the big buzzword these days. AI is all the rage. I mean, if you haven't heard of ChatGPT, well, you've probably been living under a rock. I'll be honest, AI can be a scary concept, but you'd be surprised how many of your e-commerce processes and tools are ready to benefit from AI and automation. Welcome to the Ecom Manager Podcast. Our mission is to help you succeed in your e-commerce journey with helpful advice from the experts who made it big. I'm your host, François Marchand. Now today, I'm very excited to be joined by Surya Sanchez. He's the founder of Deep Idea Lab, a consulting company that helps brands and e-commerce stores and all types of businesses automate their processes with AI. We'll be chatting about how AI is transforming e-commerce and how e-commerce managers can implement AI and automation for their online stores. So stay tuned to learn more about AI, automation, personalization, and how they fit with your business goals. Syria, thank you so much for being on the Ecom Manager podcast. Today's topic is, it's a big one. Everybody talks about AI. We're all kind of deep into the chat GPT revolution. And I want to help e-com professionals kind of make sense of it. And I think you're the perfect person to do that. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do with Deep Idea Labs. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Francois, for having me. So we really focus into, you know, automation and AI recently. Even though we have been using AI for the last two years, but you know, now with the jump of ChatGPT, it's becoming really a big way, especially for the public. Everybody is like jumping into AI. I want to include AI in my business and everything. So yeah, I'm happy to talk about it and including our automation as well, because it's a big part. Of course. Yeah. There's a twofold aspect to this. You know, AI is a big buzzword right now, but automated processes have been part of software in e-commerce and other areas of business for a number of years. They're evolving. So maybe we can start talking about transformation of the industry through automated processes and, and AI. So can you break it down a little bit, how you've seen that evolution happen and some of the benefits that it's brought to businesses, specifically in e-commerce? Yes, for sure. So I wouldn't say there's like a really big shift, like a big change, like you're not going to shop with a robot, you know, on your site. It will be implemented slowly and it will be behind the door. We will not really notice. It will just make the algorithm better, you know, like let's talk about Amazon. The algorithm will be a little bit better and you'll be like, oh, this, I want to shop it more. But it's not like you will talk to an AI in front of your computer with no interaction with human. So it will be slowly running implementing the processes. Yeah. Can you give me examples of processes that have been changed in recent years through AI and automation? Sure. So it would be more about the team first. So how the business itself are working is much more efficient. So let's say you have like a refund, you know, instead of copy pasting a snippet, because this is usually how the support is handling requests is Okay, they notice there's like a refund request. They will use this template, this snippet, and then send it. 
Instead of doing that, you can implement automation and AI, even better AI, to understand the context of the request, let's say a refund. And then you can either generate the answer, so that then AI will reply directly, or just point it to the correct team. So it's like a between human and AI collaboration. Let's say we analyze this email because a refund, if you just want to match it with a keyword, refund, but if you say, give me my money back, you know, this is also kind of a refund request. Then we can analyze the content of the email or the message and then punch the correct team. And then a human could handle requests. So in this case, we're talking about like email workflows or chatbots or things like that that are improved with artificial intelligence, the AI can kind of sort through the information and assign it to the right team. So it helps maximize, you know, the amount of time that's spent on certain tasks, right? But it's not going to replace a customer service team. No, it will not replace completely. It will be like a part of the team. And if we now not talk about customer service, because there are other aspects of e-commerce businesses, like we are more into a B2B. So B2B e-commerce is not like only one-click shopping. Sometimes, you know, you have estimate, you have quotes and stuff, you have relation with the client. You also have a sales team. And then you, when you have to handle, you know, for example, you have an asset online and you want to get a quote, then you will fill up a form. And then instead of just waiting two days to have reply from the commercial team, you can already pre-generate or like pre-reply to the client like, oh, thank you for your message. I understand that you want to get a quote from this, this asset or this one. So you can really understand the client and the client is, knows that it's like an AI, but will feel confident that the request will be replied very fast by a human. Yeah. Tell me how Deep Idea Lab has helped implement some of these processes for B2B businesses. Sure. So Deep Idea Lab, we are focusing to B2B, but also generally e-commerce. Most of the time, it's more internal process. For example, you have a team doing the sales and then you have the accounting team. And it's very common that, you know, the salespeople are really into selling. And then when the deal is won, when it's done, they really, you know, like move into the next contact, next lead. And then, you know, it could have a little delay sending the invoice for prepayment. For example, you know, the fulfillment. If it's about selling an asset online, it will delay. I don't say it will delay depending on the efficiency of the business, but maybe few hours or maybe a day and with AI or if just talking about automation can automate the invoice generation. So for example, when the, we take any CRM like Salesforce or Hotspot, and then when the opportunity or the deal is won, then you can auto generate the invoice and then send it to the client and doing like a really big pipeline. For example, if you uh, manage assets in a warehouse, can for example, already allocate the assets to the clients so it will not be sold to someone else. And you can really increase the efficiency of your own team. So with automation and AI, you will be able to scale your business up without hiring so much people right now. That helps for, you know, any level of enterprise that needs the extra assistance, but, you know, might be in the process of hiring someone, but they need that extra help. Right now, you talked about HubSpot integrations. I feel like a lot of the commercial platforms nowadays have a certain or a high level of automation. Is that correct? 
it is more or less correct. The thing is, you know, if we talk about HubSpot, it's uh, also a business and they want to push into their own plugins, their own other tool that they sell. For example, they have a sales platform. The thing is, every business is different and you're probably using other software. If you like into, let's say, rental, B2B, e-commerce, then you will use like, a certain type of software. And HubSpot, for example, will not handle this kind of automation because it's very niche. So there we come and we help connecting all the two together, automating the thing. It's like the glue between the application. We do that. And in case, we can also include AI. But I really believe if we can already achieve so much with automation, we don't have to include AI from the ground up. We can already do that later on. Right. So AI becomes a bonus, right? It's not the business operation isn't run by the robots. You still need the humans to do all the work. You need the humans to, you know, ideate what the product is, how you're going to sell it, who you're selling it to. Let's talk about some practical steps that businesses can take to decide, do they need to start implementing AI and automation in their e-commerce operations, particularly for smaller businesses that are thinking, hey, I could probably save myself a lot of work, some money and some time by implementing processes like that. Yeah. So this is very great to leverage AI and automation, especially for small to medium businesses, because they don't have the resource to hire a full-time employees. So they want to have like a cheaper AI. The thing is what I would suggest really the steps to go. It's first like make processes because it's really often, you know, you open this e-commerce store and you just try to sell it. And then you have your first sales and then the second one, and then you grow but you didn't really streamline processes. So that's really the first step before thinking about AI, before thinking about automation is what are your processes? Let's say a process could be get an order and then I have to ship it, you know? And then when you ship it, what do you do? Oh, you need a tracking number. Oh, actually this is including the process. So you can really write, let's say SOP documentation, standard operation procedure, documentation about what my process is. It really often happen to us when we work with clients and then we have like a, we do like an audit to the team and we notice that each person from the team is working differently. Then we have to decide, okay, but who has the most efficient way of working? Because the thing is we will not automate something randomly. We want to automate the best way. So we will ask everybody from the team, look, you're handling this refund this way and the other person is handling that way. Which one is the best? We have to decide with the founder, with the management team, et cetera. And then when we decide what's the best process, then we can start automating. So automating it is checking if uh, there are API available. API stands for application. I don't remember process, interface, uh, whatever, but basically it's a way to connect tool together, connect software together, connect your e-commerce to using Shopify. And then you use this other allocation or your tracking number software. So check if you have API enabled, most of the e-commerce software are using API, of course. And then after that, you want to see your process. Mm, this process is taking a lot of time because a human need to interact. A human need to think, to use reasoning. When you have to think, then it means you can use AI. And some only at that point. If it's about, you know, we have an email that we receive for a code, you don't really need to use AI in the beginning. You can make, for example, you get a code. That's really classic example. You have a form on the website with a code for asset that you want to get the price. 
And then you want to save this lead into your CRM. So you don't need to use AI for that. You can just automate when the person register his name or whatever, and then you have it into your pipeline in the CRM so the sales team can you know, reach out. That makes sense. I mean, there's opportunities, especially with the big platforms, to create your own APIs. Now we're talking to you know different levels of expertise here. So a small, medium, even an enterprise company doesn't necessarily have someone that can build an API to automate the processes that they've identified saying, okay, there's a gap here that needs some reasoning or needs intelligence, an intelligence process to come into play. So who builds APIs for businesses? So we can. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Also, already the tool usually have API ready to use. So if we talk about HubSpot, they have an API, like a really big API with a lot of functionality. So most of the time, our job is to connect the API together. I see what you mean. Okay. So how can you strike a balance between automating and maintaining that personalized human touch? I think that's what people think about when they think of artificial intelligence is that it replaces the human voice with a robotic voice. That's not what we're talking about here, because when we talk about automation, we're talking about internal processes, little things that can be done and linked together through machine learning. But people think about AI in kind of a scary way. That's okay, right? So yeah, striking that balance between automation and human. How can we do that? So in my opinion, we will not be replaced by AI. <laughs> we will really work together, like the human touch and the AI together. So for example, if you want to handle a refund, the AI can direct to the correct team and even like pre-fill your email. Because to be honest, if you check how big customer support team are working, it's almost like less empathy than AI. For example, if someone wants a refund, that like just copy-paste, copy-paste. And then when you copy-paste, even as a human, you don't feel like empathy from the customer. And even you don't really understand the problem because sometimes it's like, yeah, I want to have a refund. It doesn't work. So maybe you don't want to give a refund. Maybe you want to give a, like a guide. How does this work? You know, so this AI will for sure not do any mistakes. So for example, where you have a lot of human mistakes, you can use AI to not do this kind of mistake. And it's a combination. We will not be replaced by them. It will be together. And our job will be, will shift into a better thing. So for example, I already saw when we implemented automation or AI into company, to be honest, I was a little bit afraid that some employee would be fired because of our work. But what happened in practice is they were not fired, but the business were able to give to this employee other tasks. So if we talk about accounting, yeah, we could automate 90% of all the invoices. Imagine if you have accountants, they're just doing that. And then you have a lot of order, you know, every day. And then we automate that. What does the accountant do? Well, the person is not fired. He will just analyze better and, you know, reply to the customer, take more time, and it will be possible for the accountant to handle in the more human way. So I actually think that with AI, we will be able to be more human. Yeah. I think you just hit on something very important here is that, you know, using the tools to assist, let's say you're a business operator and you have a team of employees in different departments and you have new AI processes that help them do their work better that frees up some of their time to do more human work, not just, you know, 
typing away and filling out forms, for example, or, you know, menial tasks that can just be automated, then they can do better work. Yes, exactly. For example, chatbot could be a good example where you have just a chat and instead of waiting, you know, a few hours or days for the customer support to reply to you, you have an answer right now. And in the past, chatbots were very, you know, like you have to put the right keyword and everything. And if you miss a keyword, you just say, I don't understand you. And with now AI, you can really talk like a natural language, like in English or whatever language you speak, even maybe with voice later. And you can really make you understood as a practical example that you makes you laugh a little bit. But this interview was actually handled 50% by AI. So I got, you know, the question and everything. And then AI replied to you very, very fast. But then, look, you're not talking to AI now. We're talking human to human. So I could delegate, you know, the human thing about the replaying, the email, the pre-screening and all the calendar thing. Now we can really focus on our purpose, which is like a discussion between two humans. And full disclosure, I also used AI to help me prepare for this interview. I did some research and preparing questions using ChatGPT and refining some of these questions to be more personal, right? More human between you and I, uh, Surya. And it's helped me focus my time in other areas where it saved me time. So AI isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, for businesses, even for creators and, you know, producers like us, it's kind of super helpful. So let's embrace it as much as we can. Sure, there's some scary stuff about AI when we get into other areas, but for business processes, creative processes, it can make your work easier. It can make your work better. And it's going to continue evolving with the help of people like Surya, who's implementing processes for companies, B2B and e-commerce. Tell me, Surya, what are some of the emerging trends, advancements in AI and automation that could, you know, potentially revolutionize e-commerce in the coming years? Like things that are not necessarily on our radar just yet, but you, you kind of hear about happening in the background. It's a good question. The thing is, what I will tell you, it's probably just guessing because we never know, you know, who would guess that ChatGPT would happen this year? This is really something new. What I would say that in my opinion, maybe we will be shopping through chat. So for example, you can see that ChatGPT has some plugging, you know, to say, I want to cook. Uh, for example, personally, I have a, I'm vegan, so I eat plant-based thing and I could ask, oh, I want to do my grocery shopping for this week as a vegan eater, and then automatically shop the ingredients without me to think, oh, I need like a kidney or whatever. Also, maybe you saw the, with the Apple conference, but we can do something with the Apple Vision Pro. So that's the augmented reality. You know, maybe in the future we'll be shopping, you know, with images like visual search or something like this, but more or less it will be something in other way that just clicking could be maybe with the eyes, maybe with audio. We don't really know. Sometimes you have technology that is working very well in some countries and some other. One of the things that AI could really help businesses is to predict, like predict analytics. This is not only AI, it could be only also machine learning, but to predict like a forecast, you know, demand, like what kind of asset. I'm talking about Christmas, you know, Eastern, like when you have a lot of, a lot of order, 
do you need something like this that would be more internal? It will not be like a robot. It's more like an algorithm helping you in your business. Yeah. I think that's all like wonderful advice. If you're an e-com manager, you want to keep an eye on how AI is shaping up in the business world, changes that are coming. And look at what's happening right now. Look at processes within your company that you could be automating, that you could be using AI for to improve not just sales performance, but also, you know, your team performance. Look at those gaps. Find those APIs that you could be building, maybe with the help of someone like uh, Surya or by using, you know, the toolkits that uh, the platforms provide you to build those yourself. Surya, it's just been so enlightening to talk to you about AI in B2B and e-commerce, about what's happening now, what's happening in the future. But what's your number one piece of advice for an e-commerce manager today? Good points. I think the number one is to open your eyes and don't be afraid to embrace new tools. So a lot of people are very afraid, you know, to change any process, especially if the business is going well, you know, because you have SEO, you have your software but try to implement a little bit of new technology because otherwise your competitor will do. That's true. Very succinct, very to the point. Your competitors are looking at those tools. You should too. Surya, where can we follow your work? Yes, yeah, so you can Google me, Surya Sanchez, on my business, Deep ID Lamp. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for being on the Ecom Manager podcast, Surya. Again, congratulations on your work with Deep Idea Lab. And we also did a very cool little interview that you can find on the Ecom Manager website where we talked about choosing the best platform for e-commerce and how to decide which one works best for you. And I think you mentioned some automation tips in that interview as well. So check that out at theecommanager.com. And on that note, I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to this episode of the Ecom Manager podcast. If you like what you heard today, don't be shy. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Use an AI tool if you need to write that review. If it helps you, it's all good because your support and feedback are much appreciated. And subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget. That way you'll be the first to know when we drop a new episode in your feed. Until next time, I'm Francois. This was Syria. I wish you all the best in your e-commerce journey. We'll see you next time.